You're listening to the Engaged Club podcast, where we believe that engagement of members, staff, and managers is the key to a thriving club. Our aim is to help you become a better club manager by giving you practical, actionable club management and marketing advice. I'm Roger Kincaid. I'm the marketing director at Off Course Golf. We make member and customer engagement tools for club managers that make growth and prosperity their business. You can find out more about what we do at offcourse.golf. And I'm Jim Hope. I've been managing clubs and working in the hospitality business for nearly 40 years. I now proudly serve the members of the Derrick Golf and Winter Club in Edmonton, Alberta as their GM and COO. All right, Jim, you teased us that you were going to talk about the art of club management, that science of club management episode. That was pretty deep. You got the art for us today. Yeah, and the art's the fun part to me. Um, Science is a lot of work, man. That's sitting behind your desk in front of a computer for a lot of that or having, you know, uh, either comfortable or uncomfortable conversations with a lot of folks and looking at numbers where the art is, uh, you know, hanging out with your members and, you know, engaging with your staff and, and um, standing around the first tee and learning about people and learning what they like and learning what they don't like and then trying to provide them with the stuff that they do like. And it's the fun part of the business. You know, it's no knock on you, Jim, and, and I believe you are very much an Einstein of club management, but I see you as more of a Rembrandt, you know, <laughs> you know, more of an artist type guy, maybe a Jackson Pollock. Yeah, I think a Jackson Pollock, yeah, I'm a bunch of paint that's been thrown against a canvas and somebody hopefully <laughs> figure out what it looks like. There's no question. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Canadian Society of Club Managers. Jim, let's, let's paint this canvas, buddy. Okay, but I want to do it in a precise fashion, okay, Raj, so that there's a really clear picture at the end of the day. Um, um, so when, when you talk about the, you know, the art and the science of club management, and we, we've talked about the science, and now we're going to talk about the art, I, there's a balance between the two. Um, I, I think you can be a great scientist in the business, but if you have no art, um, you, you're going to be limited in your success. I think if you're all artist and, and no scientist, uh, you're going to have a very short lifespan because there needs to be some substance to what you do on a day by day basis. Because you're running, you know, in a golf club in Canada, a typical golf club in Canada, it's a four to a six million dollar business. You know, our business at our club is a fourteen million dollar business. So you just can't be, you know, kissing babies and shaking hands and expect to survive without having some backbone to, you know, your knowledge base to be able to run the club. But um, we have lots of debates about, you know, the importance of the art of the business. Um, you know, 30 years ago, when I first started in this business, most of the managers I knew were artists. They're artists and being able to drink gin and tonics and martinis at lunchtime and playing rummy or gin with their, with their men, with their male members in the men's card room and then navigating their way home in their car at six o'clock to come to work the next day to do it all over again. Um, you know, I don't know if there's any science to them. I think I'm sure they could read financial statements and, you know, maybe they know a little bit about membership and facilities, but at the end of the day, they were just great artists. Um, they knew every single member's name. They knew their kid's name. They knew their dog's name. They knew their, where their grandkids were going to school. Um, they knew what their birthdays, they knew their anniversaries, and they made sure that they celebrated all of those every time they saw members. So there was an engagement that happened with that member when they walked into the club. It was like they were walking into their, you know, their living room and, 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 the, the person that was greeting them at the front door, which happened, you know, virtually every single night, it may have been the maitre d', but often it was the general manager who would have been there greeting them and taking them to their table and calling the waitress over or the waiter over and, you know, please make sure you take care of Mr. and Mrs. Jones and he loves his martini dry um, and off he'd go and do it again for the next table. So there was a, 
a real social engagement that you had with the club that you weren't getting when you went to the, you know, the Fairmont Hotel dining room, you know, or that classic steakhouse in your in your city. You 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 may not have been getting that same level of engagement. I think what's happened over time is that for profit uh, enterprises, for restaurants or hotels. Have, have been able to get better at, at what they do and are doing it at the same level that great private clubs are. Um, but, you know, so to me, the the art of the business is it's a relationship based. It's, it's you know, being the face of the club. And that can change depending upon what club you are. It can, it, that, it, your role as the face of the club can change depending upon your board. Um, and I'll tell a story about that in a minute. But, you know, to me, the art of the business is the soft side of club management. It's, it's that it's that personal side of the business, both from a membership and from a team standpoint. And I, I think that's important in order to be able to, to differentiate your club from other facilities that may offer the same things that you have. Um, you know, when that member can can drive up and, and open up the trunk of their car at the bag drop and, and that young man or woman coming out from the back shop knows their name and, and knows that they like that on, or on a power cart, uh, uh, you know, or, or a rickshaw, that's something different than they may get when they go to a high-end daily fee golf course. So that's one of the reasons they like coming to their club. So it's not just about what the manager does as the face of the club. It obviously works its way down through the whole team. But at the end of the day, you're the leader and you set the example for the balance of the team um, as to, uh, you know, what you're expecting. So, you know, I think it's really important. And, and as I said earlier, I think it really gives meaning uh, to belonging to a club. Uh, I also think it can last a lifetime. Um, the you know the relationships and those friendships that you as a manager would form on a professional level. Um, um, you know, uh, I think most cases you know that relationship stops when they pull out of the parking lot or you pull out of the parking lot and go home. But that said, um, I think at every single club I've been at, um, you know, I've had friends for life out of the club. Um, my wife and I were camping for the last eight days in in Washington State, and we were with. Uh, a couple, he was my president at, at my second club I managed for three years. We built a clubhouse together. We always laugh that uh, either we're going to hate each other or love each other. And at the end of the day, we've become good friends and our families have become good friends. And I, and I you know, I, I'm not sure there's a lot of businesses that can happen with your customers, but I feel blessed that because of the art of our business, I would be able to make some lifelong friends out of it as well. Um and I think it, it also, for me at least, you know, the art of the business and, and the ability to be able to get to know our members and understand our members and get to know their families and what's important to them uh, just gives purpose for the emotions that you go through on a day-to-day basis as a club manager. Um, you know, uh, you know, you can sit in your office and, and be a scientist and, and, go and not have any emotion with the job and be able to go home in a, in a very level fashion every single day. Um, you know, me personally, just with my personality, I, I love the highs of my business and, and I suffer through the lows trying to figure out how not to have those happen. Um, but I think that's part of the, you know, the ability as an artist to be able to understand, um, you know, there's lows and there's highs, try and stick to that middle ground, but enjoy the highs when they come. Um, so, you know, you know, you obviously need to have balance of both. Um, you need to be aware of the, you know, those shifting dynamics that happen at a club, um, and you need to understand where uh, the board and, and, and often where your president sits with regards to um, the art and being the face of a club. Uh, you know, I've been at a club, I can remember one uh, one year at a, at a club that I was running and the president who was 
I would consider an outgoing person. He certainly wasn't shy or an introvert, but he just, he said, look, you're the face of the club. I want you to be the one that the members know and the members here. And, um, you know, you're the one who's, you know, standing at the front door uh, at the opening cocktail party, shaking hands and welcoming everybody back to the club. And, um, and I want you to be the one at the annual general meeting who comes up and gives a very detailed management report. The board and the committees aren't going to do that because, you know, you're the COO of the club and you should act that way. Because, and he came from a corporate environment. And we, you know, we did that for a couple of years because he was my president for a couple of years. And, 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 and that fit me as well. That fits my personality. Um, um, and uh, the next year, my president came along and I always have a meeting with my president at the very beginning to, of, of the term and say, hey, you know, here's who I am. Here's, you know, what our priorities are for this year. Any that you've got, and, um, you know, what do you see that we're doing well? What do you see we might like to work at? And I, you try and get a feel. And generally, the president's been on the board for a couple of years, so you know their personality. And our president came down and he sat me down and he said, look, Jim, here's the deal. Um, I'll be at the front door at the opening cocktail party. I think the board need, need to take a stronger presence with the membership and the membership need to see that the, the board are here and they're active and that they're running the club. And so uh, if it's okay, uh, you're welcome to join me, but I will be at the front door at the opening cocktail party, shaking everyone's hand and walking them back to the club. And each director will give a report uh, of their committee at the annual general meeting and um, I'll give my presence report and, and you can, uh, if you're, you're welcome to give a very short, brief management report. Um, but if it's okay, the board will take a more active and a more visible role with the membership. And I could have fought that and lost. <laughs> right? um, and when I was a really young manager, I probably would have fought that and lost. I would have taken offense to it and I would have pouted and sulked and been miserable to my dog and my wife and my kids and people that I worked with. Um, or you can just be mature and say, sure, yeah, that's, hey, it's your club. At the end of the day, it is the members' clubs, and, and you need to play the role um, that is suited for the time. But at the end of the day, uh, if you're more of an artist than a scientist, you need to make sure that the club you're at is looking for an artist overall. <laughs> right? I, it sounds to me, though, Jim, like, you know, as I try to put these two episodes together, that the more you take care of the science, the more latitude you have with the art. Yes, absolutely no question. Um, I had a club manager who was really well known in the States. His name was Greg Patterson. And most people listening to this podcast will know who he is. He's retired from the beach club in Santa Monica. And Greg said um, he rode his bike to work every day. So he'd come into this club. It's a really beautiful private club on the beach in Santa Monica. And, um, uh, he'd ride his bike to work every day. So he'd be walking through the club in, you know, spandex shorts and bike shoes, and clicking as he walks through the door with a tight, sh you know, a spandex shirt on and bike helmet on his head and sunglasses. And he said, you can be as unique as you want at your club, but that club better be running really well and, and be firing all fingers. Otherwise, you're just a uh, goof. Um, and, uh, but if the club's running really well, you're unique and you're the face of the club. So, yeah, to your point, yeah, no question. Um, the science part of the club better be working well in order to be able to be successful as an artist. There's a question that comes up with a, from a manager standpoint. So who, who says, look, I, I feel the importance is, is that, you know, that I, that I understand HR and accounting and leadership and all of those things that come part of the science. 
Um, and what happens if they're not comfortable? What happens if their personality isn't being an artist? If they're not that person that can walk through the dining room and say, hi, everybody, how are you today? How's your dinner tonight? And then, you know, and, and strike up that conversation and then go to the next table and do it again and go to the next table and do it and, and stand on the first key on a men's shotgun or a, a mixed shotgun and say hi to everybody. And because that's just not their personality. Um, you know, that can be a real challenge for some people. Um, you know, I think it's important if, 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 if they're really uncomfortable with that, that they have some um, front end people that are really comfortable with it and like it so that they can, um, you know, step up for them. Um, you know, just like if accounting isn't your strength, just have a really good controller at the club, right? Who, who, who that is their strength. But I think every club manager needs to fight through that. Um, some will, you know, depending upon your comfort level with being that artist will depend upon how much time you spend on the first tier in the dining room or, you know, walking through the lounge or whatever it is that you need to do in order to be that face of the club. But even if, if it's really uncomfortable for you, you have to force yourself to do it. Um, because I hear so often from, you know, members and, and, and not often, that's probably a little bit of exaggeration, but I hear from members who go, yeah, I got a club manager. Great guy. Don't know who he is. Never seen him, you know, um, clubs running great, but man, I really wish I could, you know, know who my club manager was like, you know, he's, he's Houdini or he's Casper, you know, we just never see the person. And, and for, for a member, they want to be able to, to link, um, the, you know, the management of the club and the leader of the club with a person, with a face, with somebody, because it's personal to them that joining the club is personal. And they want to be able to have that conversation with someone and knew who they are and be comfortable with it. So for those club managers that, you know, are more scientists than artists, I commend you because it's important to have the core competencies. But you got to force yourself at times and pick your spots. You don't have to do it every day. But and some clubs want it more than others, you know. As Robert Sirachi was talking about, that you know, Medina doesn't want him out there pouring coffee on Saturday morning in the lounge. But some clubs they do, and some clubs that's important that you figure out that you do that. Um, so um, you know, even if you're not, as I said before, I'm repeating myself. But I think it's really important if you're more of a scientist than an artist, and being an artist isn't comfortable. Uh, you're going to have to force yourself to do it because the members want to see it. Yeah. You know, we can get into that on a later episode, Jim. Some exercises that you could do to to sort of train that that uh, extrovert muscle, right? To to be a little bit more outgoing. Um, but just as a point of reference, if you want to go back to the episode that we did a couple uh, episodes ago, episode uh, ninety nine, I think it is, um, where we talked about eight books that uh, that you could use to uh, you know make yourself a better club manager. Uh, one of those ones was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And, and there's a lot of really good practical advice to help you understand the value of being outgoing and really how to go about doing it in an authentic way. Yeah, you bet. Um, that would be a great book. And you're right. There's ways there, there's 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 tools you can use. And there's lots of people have written lots of books about those tools. And, and, and you, you know, opening up your toolbox, they open up their toolbox to you. And you can pick the tools out of that, that that you need. I'd also suggest that, and we could talk all about this, and I'd actually love to get Kevin McDonald um, on our podcast sometime. I know Kevin will come on. Um, engage yourself, hire a coach, hire an executive coach to help work you through that. Um, so, but yeah, make sure you just do something to get yourself out of it. Beautiful. Jim, great, great stuff, man. And, uh, and you know, great uh, sequel to the science of club management. And I'm really looking forward to getting into the uh, those 10 points on the science of club management as well in, uh, in some future episodes. We really hope this episode is a big help to you. If you know somebody else that could benefit from this episode, please share it and let's grow together.
Yeah, the archive of this podcast is available at engagedclub.com, where you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and join our Slack space for more discussion. And of course, we'd always like to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, comments, anything you have to say via email at hello at engagedclub.com. Thanks for listening.